We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, everybody? Welcome into the Backliners Podcast, Agro and Barracuda, as per usual. Barra, I did have, I have to tell you right now, I've got to be honest with you. It's bugged. Nope. Audio's working great, but I did have a black bar over your cam because I was intending on showing everyone that the audio was being tested, and then I just had a feeling that it was going to work today, so I didn't want them to think that I wasn't testing most of the time, but I was this time, and I was trying to show it off. It was a whole thing, uh, and then I realized right before we went live that I forgot to turn off the black bar over your face, because otherwise, if it didn't have that, then it would have just showed my monitor, uh, and that's not what we were looking for. So, uh, well, there's the explanation for something you would have literally never known. Um, nope, ever. Because you are still finishing your arena game uh, with... Uh, Destiny with... had a dream that she played me, so that's why we're in an arena game. There you go. Uh, we we queued it 10 minutes before the podcast, and there's no way to finish an arena game in 10 minutes. It's 45 tickets left, by the way. You're so, almost there. Yeah, it's 55 to 45, so it is kind of a close game. So I do need to sit up in my chair for this one. Oh, boy. We're, we're going into the gamer pose. Uh, right. Things are getting I'm serious. I'm smelling my monitor. On the Arena Battleground of the Gods. Well, while you're finishing that, I can let the Deer fans know... This episode of The Backliners is brought to you by Factor Meals. This November, get Factor and enjoy eating well without the hassle. Simply choose your meals and enjoy fresh, flavor-packed meals delivered to your door, ready in just two minutes, no prep, no mess. Head to factormeals.com backliners50 and use code backliners50 to get 50% off. That's code backliners50 at factormeals.com backliners50 to get 50% off. Uh... Yeah, Seafog's not wrong. Uh, I'm trying to speedrun all arena games um, one way or another. Um, so, you know, yeah, t- take I, that as you will. For some reason, I'm not speedrunning this one. I'm, like, trying to play it like an a- I actually would. I'm 2-0-11 as Sobek right now, which I feel like is a pretty good support KDA. No. That's, like, perfect. A little Destiny low in the death otherwise. department um, for me yeah. personally, you know. Um, well, I just, I didn't want it to die a lot this game, because I'm, I'm trying to win, but now it's 10 tickets to 10 tickets, so I don't think, I don't know if we're going to win, because I, I plug tanks and they don't die, so then we overdive and then we die. Mm, so uh, it's your teams, so what if you didn't pluck tanks, is what I'm hearing? I feel like if you're playing Sobek and you're not plucking tanks, you're doing nothing. That's well, that's my opinion. I'm just saying, you know, you gotta as a adjust backliner, to the way it's going. Yeah. You know? 
I uh, I generally agree. Um, but we'll have to figure it out when we get there. Um, so to speak. Sorry, I'm realizing that our audio is a little bit low, and I'm trying to turn it up a little bit for our dear podcast. Both listeners. my backliners died, and we lost. Oh well, not your significant other backliner, I... though, right? <laughs> She was the first one that died. Oh, well, she wasn't the second I one. I stood next to her and tooed, and <laughs> she still died. Well, I mean, were they knock-up immune? <laughs> She's saying yeah, she got she triple said... altered. I mean, what is she supposed to do? Um, <laughs> okay. a relic? I don't know. Nope, not that. Saving those for next game. Let's talk about patch notes. It was the 10-12 update <laughs> show this week. Um, no bonus balance before this in 10-11. So it was three weeks of 10-11's uh, patch, and this has happened a couple of times. Um, you know, this this happens because of our dev release schedule and all that kind of stuff where we have these no bonus balance patches, and it is actually wild uh, how how one extra week of playing on that on that patch's balance negatively impacts uh community mm, mm-hmm. perception um if you look at the times where the community has been the angriest at the state of the game uh over the last like two years i would bet pretty good money that it's either new season launches which are notoriously hard for us to get right which is not an excuse but just where the most amount of changes being added to the game um or these non-bonus balance patches uh it, it is it's it we knew it was going to be happening it was just a matter of what it's going to be happening about it's the mage solos this time around um but yeah i, I mean you wouldn't think that one extra week would get everyone riled up um but it goes to show that those bonus balance updates are uh, very much worth our time and effort is what i would say um yeah. are mage solos affecting like casuals and oops ranked players um oops. no sorry i just like opened up a uh, steam window by accident right in front of you um oh n- yeah uh i think that the the mage solo meta has bled over into the bigger end of the player base for sure um it's been interesting the by far the most popular topic on subreddit recently um it's definitely been talked about uh a lot there um and you know pro if it's happening in pros it doesn't always bleed over um but Mm -hmm. with how much discussion it's gotten on reddit as soon as there are a lot of people who follow the reddit who don't follow the spl and so usually once it is caught on there uh that means Mm -hmm. it's caught on for a a bigger portion of the player base um you know reddit is not the entire player base by any stretch it's a very small portion but the noobs um it's where a lot of the non-vocal players also still get their news and uh discussion on the meta and all that kind of stuff so um yeah, I think uh, I think it has definitely carried over um, to uh, to the overall meta. So let's start with the the some item nerfs. Um, 
and in particular the ones that affect mage solos uh breastplate of determination (laughs) um yep reducing the protections per stack from seven back down to five this is just a full revert of the buff uh i would like to remind everyone that this item was seeing next to no purchase rate at this stat line the base breastplate is still holding its buff of cost and i think it got more mp5 i want to say um but that shouldn't theoretically uh make determination still extremely overtuned if it wasn't considered overtuned before uh at this stat line but there's also the discover like once something has been discovered you realize that you know maybe we should have been buying it before and it was really good then and they might still get bought a whole lot we'll have to wait and see um tiny trinket gets 50 gold uh increase that increase is also present on enchanted trinket which is the tier two on the way to pythags and soul gem and that 50 gold is also held on pythags everything else in that tree is reduced by 50 gold so that it doesn't uh have its stat overall cost changed but basically you can read this as uh it is 50 gold more expensive to go to the pythags um and that starts from the tier one uh and it has lost 50 max hp vamp shroud has lost uh five power and blood soaked has also lost five power um i know a lot of the community was surprised at it not being harsher nerfs um for mage solos uh i think it has the you know the the overall nerf to the build is not drastic but it is i think more than what the general community sentiment has been we'll have to obviously wait and see i could certainly be wrong on that um but if you are looking at the overall this plus some other buffs that we can go over soon for things like warrior's axe uh we are hoping won't completely eliminate uh mages from being played if they are in a if it is a good game for them because we do like seeing some mages that didn't see a whole lot of play before getting some play somewhere but hopefully this means that mages will not just be the de facto best thing to be playing in solo um what are your thoughts on these overall mage solo nerfs here barry uh i mean probably pretty good um because i would assume that if it's leaking into the casual player base that that's probably something really frustrating to play against as a casual because i feel like casual players probably just really enjoy playing warriors and if they're like soloers they like being tanky and being in front of people so if you're playing against a mage that's poking you on cooldown and you're not really responding to it well, and that on top of if mage solos are actually OP right now, which I assume they are, and if bros can't find like a good counter for it because you can't like camp the mage anymore, um, I assume that these nerfs are a slight slap on the wrist, but with the Warriors Act change that I'm looking at, I feel like that's a pretty big shift. Yes, yeah, I think that'll definitely help. Barry, can you turn up your mic a little bit, by the way? I've got you turned all the way up, and you're still a little... Oh, sure. You're still a little quiet. Yeah, Warrior's Axe. Um, well, you know, I wasn't... Maybe I was thinking maybe he's going to get a little worked up. He's going to get a little louder. But if this isn't getting you worked up, what will? 
Um, Warrior's Axe gets another 10 health plus 0.5 health per level than what it had before. It was 20 plus 1 per level. Now it's 30 plus 1.5 per level. Um, I think this will be really impactful. Uh, You know, the Bluestone Warriors might still potentially struggle, but Bluestone Warriors typically beat Warrior's Axe Warriors because they are out clearing them. Um, so it makes sense to me that mages could potentially be beating bluestone warriors because they are out clearing them. Um, so that, that can kind of track for me, mm-hmm. uh, and could potentially make for a nice little rock, paper, scissors meta game of warriors axe <clears throat> warriors can, uh, tank and sustain through the mage poke and clear. Um, but lose to bluestone warriors who lose to mages um you know that in my opinion would be a pretty cool little metagame for for a little bit um but we'll have to wait and see uh sundering axe and axe of animosity also got some small buffs um plus just looking at some of the other warrior centric buffs uh that were in this patch uh corrupted bluestone gets a longer damage over time duration and increased protections per stack from 4% to 5%, which is, I think a very big deal. Um, and then abyssal stone gains five more magical protection. Uh, this item very good against mages in solo because you just remove a lot of what makes them very strong, uh, because they aren't able to spam nearly as much with that 20% CDR debuff. So yeah, I mean, it's hard to say for sure. Um, I think for what it's worth, we've seen a lot of we've seen a lot of discussion about oh something is strong and then high res instantly executes it like just completely removes it from the meta. Um, yeah, I I feel like that's just one of the things of you can't please everyone. Yeah, I generally agree. like yeah because it's just. People are always, there's a, just going to be split in, like, whatever percentage there is where you either nerf something too fast or you don't nerf something fast enough. Some people like the change and probably the Breath of Fresh Air in Solo because everyone was talking about this year that, like, Solo was boring. And mm-hmm. then you add mages to it and then it's like, wait, this isn't what I wanted. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, you're, I, you're not wrong. It is literally impossible to please every player uh in a game like smite um i really think in every game uh it's impossible to play oh yeah for sure yeah um so yeah yeah we'll see i've also like always liked corrupted bluestone i was building a lot in on marty um where i knew i was going to be auto attacking a lot of the team fights and it actually felt pretty good that was in like the um where Prophetic was, like, super busted, so I was actually getting, like, a decent amount of prots from it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I like Corrupted Bluestone a lot. It, yeah. It's it's always an item that I can feel like I'm doing a lot with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I think Corrupted's been slept on. Uh, I would be surprised if it isn't the pickup for Bluestone gods who either maintain enough threat or don't even threaten you that much with brooch um and so want to just get tankier uh mm-hmm. which i think could be some subset of gods including one god that got buffed this patch which we can cover in just a little bit um all right let's look at some of the buffs that uh some item buffs that 
I think are particularly interesting or or spicy in any way. Erendite, I think, gets a really big buff here. Uh, it loses 10% of the movement speed off of the passive proc, but now has 7% movement speed all the time. Um, basically like it's in the katana tree, uh, but only getting that movement speed as a tier 3. Um, I feel like Erendite will be a core assassin item now, would be my guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, just basically whenever you have movement speed on, onto an item, I feel like all junglers will flock to that item. Yep. And I think some people are building it rarely already, mm-hmm. um, and I think that pushes it into the most likely going to try to fit it in my build now, mm-hmm. um, and just either move some items around or probably build it like top three or top four um, on a few characters that where it feels good. Um, I'm not sure exactly what the jungle meta is right now. Um, if there's gods that really like Erendite, because um, that's it's all it's also an item that's always confused me. Because uh, sometimes it'll like appear in a lot of builds, and other times it won't. Right. Um, I feel like it's it doesn't really get changed too much, but I feel like with the movement speed on it, I think people will just be buying it more automatically now. Uh, according to Blues Ultras handy dandy little stat graphic which i always reference multiple times a week uh this last week in the spl which was not necessarily the most uh competitive oh but yeah yeah for what it's yeah. worth it was rat erlong ama nemesis thanatos were uh some of the most picked gods um in the jungle uh with nemesis definitely being the one most excited to build erendite the week before mm-hmm. that it was Rat, Erlong, Nemesis, Naja, Robin. Um, so, very good on... Can be very good on Rat, if it's full damage Rat. Um, yeah. Can be very good on Robin. Uh, obviously, incredible on Nem. Um, and Naja, not exactly the item you want to go on him. Uh, so, mm-hmm. yeah, we'll have to see. Um, Silver Branch Bow. Now, the increased power conversion uh, per stack goes from 2 to 3. Uh, I've seen a lot of people saying this probably pushes Silver Branch over the edge um, in terms of it can. Its theoretical power output is absurd. Um, the amount of times you actually hit that power output is next to never. Uh, but it does provide a lot of power um, to uh, to the build if you are going a stim hunter, but the reason why we felt like we could buff Silver Branch is because there are basically no stim hunters in the meta currently. Do you think that this type of change is enough to make you want to experiment with more stim hunters? Oh yeah, for sure. Um, I would assume that Rama's going to be absolutely loving this. I assume also that clearing ADCs are still pretty necessary. Mm-hmm. Um, so Major ECs definitely seem to be the the way to go, but we didn't touch yeah. on the Telkines nerf. Uh, Telkines lost five power and five base damage off the passive, um, and Fail Not lost its reduced damage debuff uh, from the passive. Um, so yeah, I love Fail Not. I was surprised that more people aren't buying Fail Not in ADC. Yeah, I thought uh, that I was like absolutely oversatted like crazy. Yes, uh, I would generally agree with you. Um, that's why I, oh, yeah. that's why I got nerfed. 
as long as it fits in your build, I assume that people should be buying Felnut. Um, yeah, I think Soul Branch is enough to push Stem Hunters back into the meta. Um, and if you are a, a ADC that can't clear, I assume if, like, say you want to pick Artemis, um, I assume your support will just need clear to get you through like the first like seven or nine levels, and after that, it'll probably be worth it to be playing the Artemis to to uh, build Silver Branch. But also, Rat if Rat's being played a lot, and then Arandite's getting buff, I'm not sure how much you really want to be playing Artemis. Sure. I feel like you'll just die like six times in lane. Um, but Rama's still probably pretty good. Apollo? Anyone? I, I'm i like 50-50 on Apollo with Silver Branch just because sure. you only get it for like five auto attacks. But if those are like influential five auto attacks, um, then it feels really good. Mm-hmm. I think it's genuinely or generally better on other stem hunters than Apollo. Um I think this just makes Chernabog, like, better. Sure. Even better. And I think he's still, like, top hunter, I think. Yes, he is. But um, Failnot nerf hurts him more than most, I think. He was one of the best Failnot abusers, and he yeah, got... Yeah, people weren't even building Failnot at ADC. Oh, and it was so weird. Because that's, like, one of his best that's items. What, um, that's what I'm thinking. I'm like... Like, surely you just go, like, Devo's Failnot, and then your two covers all the attack speed you could possibly need in your build. Like, the cooldown's so low. Like, yes. you basically have high attack speed the entire time, and crit, and flat pen. Like, I don't know. I, I would think I would think that as well, but, you know, <laughs> you never know. Um, Turnabog also know. did get pretty heavy nerfed. Um, oh, never this, mind, he's dead. In this patch. Uh yeah, we can jump to that real quick. Uh, he loses 5% of the, the base damage of the explosion from his passive, which matters a lot because he gets that consistently mm-hmm. in his ultimate. Uh, his 1, instead of being 15, scaling down to 11 seconds, which is his primary wave clear, it's now 15 down to 13 seconds. So a 2-second clear on his... Or 2-second nerf on his clear ability, which usually is very damaging to a character's viability at a high level. And his two gets a one-second cooldown increase. Um, surely this one does it for Chernabog, right? Probably not. Great. Uh, he could still fly across the map. Uh, I don't see anywhere where you nerf that. Um, the passive, the passive nerf is also that. You know, <laughs> it makes yeah, his, but it makes his thing worse. Yeah, but I think if mages are still like. 50 50 right now i feel like turnabog has got to be pretty good in mages um sure and then on top of that i don't know how important jamming duo is right now uh so if jamming duo isn't that important or if you pick a support that kind of gets you through the laning phase if turnabog has a deceptively like decent laning phase like he's not like one of those late game hunters where you just pick him and you're like oh the lane's costed now like right it's like artemis geb you know where you're just praying that you get to like 12 or 13 mm-hmm. um yeah i feel yeah as well as uh talent toss said in chat uh cherno mid as well and yep i think i've seen a few people like jamming through mid i think i saw ven playing like an ishtar recently and like jamming through mid mm-hmm. i don't know how consistent that is um don't you but think it's a little funny that mages are so broken OP, can't be countered in solo lane, but we should play hunters in mid, you know? Like, don't doesn't that feel a little weird? 
No, I think they're just professional smite players. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's I. You know, mages, mid laners just hate mages. Every that's, role that's... hates their own class because you just I... get bored. I love hunters because I was yeah. An you're FPS one of the boy. old schools. Yeah, you're one of the old yeah. schools. It felt like I was playing the same game every game, and that's what I wanted to play. I and I, I enjoyed that. Um, sure. Yeah, I I still think Turnbog's good, especially with Silver Branch coming in. Um, these nerfs are pretty big, but I think this just takes him from like the um, the super OP category to like OP category. Um, hey. But We'll take it. it. Yeah, it depends on how much like mage souls are being played. Still, if he can get if if he can get jammed, if he can get like three levels down, then Turnerbog's bad. If you can't do that to Turnerbog, then he's OP, and that's that's just what it is. But I don't feel like that's like an issue in my opinion. Sure, probably just because I'm like a big Turnerbog lover. I absolutely love playing with that character. Yeah, I, I feel that. Um, okay, let's go to. Uh... Let's go to some god buffs here, shall we? Sure. Um, actually, no. Let's go down to the nerfs still. Let's keep on the nerfs. But there are some okay. buffs I'm excited to get your uh, your thoughts on. Um, you know, Athena nerf, the two mm. attack speed debuff now scaling per rank instead of being at 30% at all ranks. I think Athena is kind of in a similar boat here with what I was saying about, like, Breastplate of Determination, where Athena is probably not that i mean no she's definitely still better than she was um i feel like that she's being overvalued but her win rate in spl tells me i'm kind of trolling with that opinion um i'm surprised that people have not just there there must be something that i'm missing on athena historically You've been you were around for so long that you that you've seen exactly what I'm about to say, Barry. Here's how it's always been with Athena, over the since she got initially taken out of the meta because she was really meta when she first got introduced for a long time. Then she fell out of the meta, and then it became this rotating door of no one's played Athena for months. Someone starts playing Athena, they kill everyone off of taunt. Um, over and over and over again. Then everyone starts playing Athena because it's really easy to kill people off taunt. Then people start picking things to kill Athena. And Athena specifically. And Athena goes from really top pick to completely untouched for months. Until someone picks her up. They kill everyone off taunt. And the cycle continues. I just feel like we aren't really seeing those kill Athena specific comps. Um that I would have expected to see by this stage in the cycle of Athena being meta. Things like, uh, things like, I think Sobek is so good into this god. Uh, we haven't seen a whole lot of Ganesh, uh, even though he was really meta for a while. He went from a ton of play to like nothing. I think he's got an incredible Athena matchup. Um, Nem on the other side has always been really good with Athena and I think against Athena. Um, Athena comps are just always, unless a team wants to put her in jungle or something like that, where I think she's actually very, very good. If teams are playing Athena support or Athena solo, where that is the sole engage, I feel like that strategy is so, we've seen that strategy get cracked so many times. 
where if you just kill her, if she's alone engage, the other team can't play the game because they're relying so hard on taunt. I don't know. Like I, I'm just kind of surprised that she's been as successful still uh, as she has been. I I think it's just due to the global. Um, I agree with a lot of what you said, but I think it's just the fact that she can sit in duo, pressure the other ADC, and then ult anywhere on the map, and you can make plays towards blues, and you can your mid laner can play aggressively while you're just two man sitting in duo. It doesn't feel like you're being punished when you're sitting in duo. Um, and the other support has to say like. Athena's ult's up, be careful, blue, or, like, I can't be there. And then you just get this, like, awkward pressure on the map um, mm-hmm. just off of the character. And I'm not sure... I I, I know, um, like, Ares is good into her. I know, like, characters like Nox are good into her. Um, but it depends on kind of how your early game goes. And I assume that Nox is just bad right now. I don't think anyone's really playing Nox. I've seen a yeah. lot of, like, Charons lately, and I think Charon would, like... Charon with uh, back on her comp kind of makes sense now. Um, I think Charon, when he first came in SPL, I, I hated that character. I thought he was terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think now, with the uh, kind of four backliners, one support, or, like, your mage isn't really a backliner. Um, the way that people are positioning in solo, there's kind of, like, playing, like, midfield, like, bouncer, basically. Right, um, right. I think Charon gets some value there. But anyways, back to Athena. Um, I think it's just a lot of it's just the global. And I think she just brings a lot of map pressure. That's hard to see top down. Mm. Um, But I think in the game, like I know for duo, it's really hard to ever fight the ADC in a one-on-one if Athena ults up. Like even if she leaves the lane and goes mid, or if like the jungler comes over, like sometimes 1v2s in duo, you can live... But if the Athena's in mid and then she ults over and it's like a 3v1, you're just, you just get slammed under your tower and you're like, okay, there's no counterplay. Sure. Um, so it's probably just pro players really suffering against globals. And also on this map, I feel like globals have kind of always been OP. I think Twig was like playing a lot of globals like Merc, Rat, and I still think people are playing Thor. Yep. So I think globals just always feel good on this map, um, kind of this whole year. Yeah. And then... She has a good early game with her three. I think you can always do, like, all three buffs, and you get the lane early. So she just has, like, these kind of weird, like, niche tools that just kind of make her entire game feel better. And I I assume people have tried uh, Kill Athena comps and scrims, they didn't go well, and that's why they're not playing it in SPL. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. I mean, it... it what you're saying does make sense, but I assume there's a reason why the pros aren't doing it. Sure. Yeah. And sometimes there is, and sometimes there isn't. Uh, you know. That's very true. As a pro player, there is, you know. Yeah. Sometimes you're just like, this is the way the game is played. And then it's like a week later, you're like, this is not the way the game is played. Yep. <laughs> like, we we got to the other side of the tunnel. Our vision is clear. We can see the sunlight. Uh but I think they're just in the Athena tunnel right now. Yeah, I think Man, so too. That's fine. I think they're just in the tunnel for sure. Remind me after this, Barry. I came. I thought of something today in, uh, in a meeting. There is a mm-hmm. secret OP pick in the meta right now that no one has touched. That I'm convinced is actually insanely broken with how things are going. 
This sounds like a BuzzFeed article. Yeah, no, it is. Uh, but I'm but I'm gonna blow your mind after the show. I don't wanna I don't wanna okay. leak it. Unless anyone wants to hit the PayPal from an SPL team, uh, you know where you know where to find it. Um, mm-hmm. Baba Yaga uh, takes her longer to incre- to get stacks of things. Um, Reaping cabbage. That's the name of her passive. Uh, and she loses I some base damage on uh, on Baba's brew. Yeah, at one point I knew every single ability. Uh, I did not know like even twenty five percent of the passives in the game. Um, yeah, no. There's the most uh, random names. Yeah, I, passives are. T- I I don't know why I didn't really learn passives when I was doing my ability learning. Um, yeah. You know which one I did learn because it was really OP and I was talking about it all the time and it annoyed me that I didn't know the name. Uh, do you know the name of on her passive? No, I don't think so. Enfeeble. That's enfeeble. That's his. It's an OP that passive. sounds right, but it, it is. I don't even know what that word means. It means to weaken. Really? Yeah. To to oh, make... make weak or feeble. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Um, feeble is just a weird looking. It is a weird looking word. word. It looks like it should be a, a weird looking fish. You know? Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. It sounds like a weird fish Pokemon. Um, right. Maman Brigitte loses her knockup immunity and party trick. Uh, is something that community was asking for pretty heavily um think it should help the counterplay against her a good amount uh raijin gets cooldown gutted uh loses 0.5 seconds off of the passive proc um which isn't a lot individually but if it's just one second then it feels pretty unimpactful to a point where we didn't want to have to go there yet um percussive storm plus two seconds uh and then thunder crash now instead of 15 at all ranks is 17 down to 15 this is that's a lot of a lot of seconds on the kit um all at once raijin is definitely now worse than he was before his spicy balance like has to be objectively worse than how he was before that uh where he was considered one of the worst gods in the game i mean that's i'm excited to see him be top three uh in the next in the next spl games um oh yeah what is the next spl games is it like a tournament coming soon or what yes yes it is not Ooh, this nice. weekend but next weekend i want to say okay um the weekend before thanksgiving yeah, yeah. that's oh, the 18th yeah okay nice yeah i think there's cool. something there um okay let's go to some buffs because there are some fun ones before we uh, close out the show uh amc swarm when we talked about oh. this ability we, when we talked about Lermy was like, what do you think about increasing this projectile speed? And I was like, that ability is really fast, isn't it? And then we went and looked, and I was no. like, I could not believe how slow this was. I couldn't believe it's it. It's so slow. It's like a raw one, I feel. Yeah, it really was. Uh, not anymore. It's now 33% faster. Feels yeah, good. That's, yeah, that's going to feel wonderful. Because, I mean, Darda is definitely happy about that. But that ability, yeah. if you're trying to hit max range, you're just... you're assuming it's going to miss i think it just feels fast because his animation is very quick and also a ton of movement um so i think that's why it feels quick in my head um Mm -hmm. i don't know uh atlas you know who cares kind of not really but yeah uh chalk there's an interesting chalk change here barry and let me tell you why okay torrent the two 
is now the correct ability to max uh, on chalk. Um, which I don't know the last time we made a change that made you just max a different ability um, to start the game. But it is now more base damage than his one. Uh, it scales down to a lower cooldown than his one. And it gives you an insane amount of prots. An insane amount. Do you know how many prots you can get from Chalk 2 if you 100. hit... 100. Yeah, 100. At max, at oh, max ranks. You can get 100 <laughs> prots. That's broken. You have to hit all five? No, you only have to hit a god and two minions. Or four minions. What? Yes. What an OP ability. You sold me. This character, I'm okay. I'm, it's kind of a meme at this point, but I am so sure this is not a tank. That is why he doesn't succeed. Don't build him full tank because he doesn't threaten in that traditional, in like the tank way. You have to give him, you have to build some damage, but chalk with damage actually slams. Uh, it's good. This god is good. I'm not His 1 plus 3 is conceptually broken. It is so much... It is such a debilitating effect. Yeah. Covers such a big area. It's busted. I used to tell my team Chalk was the uh, Marty counter. And I was 1,000% sold on it. Because I'm like... Every time I play Marty against Chalk and they 1-3 me, I feel like I have to ult. Yeah. Every time. And I'm just like, there's nothing I can do. Like, if I get one three and then the support goes on me or the jungler goes on me, I'm like... You're dead. To, like, yeah, like, it's it's such a feels bad or I have to beads it. And I'm, I was the kind of player where I hate beadsing slows. Like, that is one sure. of the worst feelings in the game. Especially, yep. like, a chalk one three. Like, yep. You you feel like you like lost the game. Yep. If you beat the chalk slow, or you're like, winning the mental game if you're playing chalk. Game, yeah, for sure. Exactly. You're like that guy beats. It's but, huge, yeah. dude. The the area is huge. Exactly. Listen to the stats this gives. This is max rank of the three. Okay, forty percent slow, twenty five percent attack speed reduction, ten percent power reduction. That's mm -hmm. broken. And okay. did you know they they stack? If he's threeing, and he's put if if he won threes and he walks up to you, the rainstorms stack. He can reduce fifty percent of your attack speed. It's broken. It's broke. I'm ch I'm a chalk yeah, mid jungle truther. I am. And as Marty, I don't have attack speed. You know, yes. I'm just getting ran at. I'm like I'm I can't auto attack. Like I genuinely did not know when my auto attacks were going to come out because it was like that. When you get attack speed slow with no items and you're like, you're, it doesn't match up at all. And you're yep. just holding down mouse one. You're like, I genuinely cannot tell when it's coming up. And yeah, that, that's, and also I feel like that character destroys Oleron. Like it's the same. Oh thing. yeah. He can just play. get one three. Yeah, yeah. And you just get, he can't cooked. play. He's so good on the sea. He's so good on sieges offensively and defensively because of the one three. He's literally a physical mage. I'm he a is. chalk lover. Me too. That god's OP. He is. Okay, he's not OP, but he's good. He just he's You OP. just need damage. That's all you need. Uh, anyways, Kakullen, another god that I'm a huge fan of. Um, Vent Anger now getting 
uh, more damage with levels, not getting it at rank one because that's what you get at level one when you transform. So that can get out of hand very quickly. But uh, now eight more damage per pulse late game. Um, and the ultimate was 100 seconds flat. Uh, now 100 down to 80. And this only affects his uh, human form. Doesn't affect Warcry. Really? You don't want to say the name? Uh, Spear of Mortal Pain. <laughs> that's the one. Yeah, that's the that's the name of the <laughs> ultimate. Such an edgy name, dude. Well, that's that like just... that's like the name that's like the translated name of his spear is is uh, okay. if I if I'm remembering correctly. Let me find uh, the name so I don't. Um, yeah, uh, how I would that's pronounce like a... this the name of his spear in Gaelic uh, is gay bulge uh, is I believe what it is called g-a-e the a has the little symbol on it you know uh b-u-l-g um so you know take that or spear of mortal pain i know which one i'm taking you know what i mean <laughs> I know which one i'm taking too yeah i feel like you... yeah that one's way better than spear of mortal pain <laughs> yeah fair enough uh i do not speak Gaelic. no that's just like the the that is how what the spear is called in the legends of Kakoan. Uh I just didn't want to be uh put on <laughs> Which blast legends? for I didn't want to get any trouble uh it, it, for for that. Um Kakoan, I think is one that you know with like like corrupted bluestone Kakoan has got to be feeling a lot better. Um yeah that uh, okay i can't even say that but yes that ultimate name uh if that was name was ultimate when it's on when it's being casted would be really funny that's definitely something that i have thought of when i'm naming my abilities is like how much am i gonna make everyone make the casters hate me uh for uh, a skin that yells that when he (laughs) yeah that would be something (laughs) Yeah, I play so much Kukulin, dude. I do. Oh, I play a lot so of Kukulin. This is one of my favorite warriors in the game for sure. Um, <sighs> but he's one that can go bluestone or axe. I think the axe buffs help him. Uh, I think corrupted bluestone seems interesting on him, and he's just so gated by his rage gain late game. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's kind of crazy that Spear of Mortal Pain was ever one a one hundred second flat cooldown, because uh, his ability is is so telegraphed late game. Right? Like, how often were you getting hit? with this ultimate even if he blink alts you as a backliner like you've got to be kind of asleep at the wheel uh to to get hit by this i feel like um well, i a, love getting hit by that thing at that a was high so level. fun no i'm beadsing that a thousand times out of a thousand um, really i'm never beadsing that because a lot of times they just blink in by themselves and then they just instant die because cocolins like oh it's yeah like Freya you syndrome. You, you yeah like, they can't help it yeah they, they they their mouth just starts watering and they blink in alt they knock up both backliners and they're like it's my time and they just instantly <laughs> die yeah you aren't wrong uh that do be happening to Kakulin. but I, I think i think if the meta allows him to not instantly die when he goes in and if he can go blink and it's like a dive meta um that character is probably pretty good but i don't know 
if the supports really shut him down, if it's like a handhold backliner style of game, and I think if it is, Kakon probably isn't that great. Sure. If it's more of a dive meta, I think your Kakon will shine. Also, he probably loses pretty hard to globals. Um, so I assume you don't want to play Kakon into a trainer log or an Athena right now. Um, yeah. If you get behind and you get your rotate on, your game is just, it's all over. Yes, that will be over quickly for sure. Um, all right, here's one that I thought of you for, Barry, uh, when we were writing up these patch notes. Dan Zaburo, uh, 10 Ooh. base damage on the two. Stoked, right? I'm sure you're very excited. Gassed. Here's the real good stuff. Uh, Tanuki Trickery loses 5% of its damage mitigation, but instead of just basic attack mitigation, it is now just damage mitigation. Abilities will deal 15% less damage to Dan Zaburo in the three. People are so happy I'm not in the SPL right now. <laughs> he's got to be, be, he's gotta be so good with this, right? Yeah. It just depends. If you can, like, ult a frontliner successfully, you're loving life. And his, his early game isn't that bad. Um, if you can get to, like, mid-game with this character, you just own everyone. The two is such an OP ability. Mm-hmm. Um, as long as you don't die to junglers and your support has pressure, you know, and you can play the laning phase well... You just need to get to the first stack of your passive without dying, and if you do, you're set. Yep. That's all you have to do. Danza time, baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fenrir time, also. Uh, one second cooldown reduced on the one. The three now finishes faster. Um, same amount of damage, same amount of hits. It's now just 0.15 seconds faster. It was 0.5 seconds for hits two, three, and four, because hit one is you know part of the cast time, um, it is now point four five seconds per hit. So that's how you get the one point five to one point three five. It it is noticeable. Uh, I will say that when playing with it, it isn't instant. I will say like when we were testing that we were like, I really wish we could make brutalize faster. Like ah screw it, let's just like try it, and we like change some stuff and we expected the audio to not sync anymore the effects not sync anymore whatever but it all just like worked out of the box and we were like holy crap like that's sick so we went from 0.5 seconds per hit to 0.4 thinking you know like okay that'll be noticeable but not too much bro it felt like instant it was crazy how much of a difference that made to the point where we were like we can't do that like that's too (laughs) that's too fast uh yeah. So now that's how we end up with the 0.45 um, uh, instead of 0.5. But I'm interested to see how much it really moves him. I don't know how much it really will, to be honest. But it'll feel better, for sure. Yeah, probably not in pro play unless he's countering their jungler or it's like a bite frontline meta. Because this mm-hmm. character is just always weird in SPL. I feel like he's never like the jungler that's just killing people. He's just... Oh, can we bite a frontliner and bring him to our backline? Yes. Right. And then he he's probably not great in support either. I would assume. Uh, maybe PBM tries him a few times in support, and it's like, eh, probably not doing that again. Um, yeah, I think in jungle he's just so weird. Uh, I would assume maybe you can punish soul leaders with this, um, like the solo mages, but if they're just rushing breastplate Surely. still, or like... Bro, what does Morgan Le Fay with breastplate do against a Fenrir with uh, with two flat pen items? She explodes. Like, she can't live against this god in a million years. 
Yeah, but I think she just fears them off and then just laughs as she walks away. Well, that's what don't cast a three till they fear. You know, it's not that it's not that hard. It's pretty hard. She needed was, to clear the wave. What am, what am I doing in, until she stepped up to clear the wave? It's a perfect scenario. It's what do you it's mean? Your, it's the it's, it's how you gank. You scenarios. wait until they use the button. That's how you do it. Like what are we talking Beach. about? You pre you can beads in the middle of brutalize now. You just beads. They die. Oh yeah, let me gank the Morgan Le Fay with breastplate and then beads my brutalize and get counter ganked by the other jungler. Wow, your game is going much worse than mine. Let me tell you. Uh, <laughs> my game's going great um anyways <laughs> ho ye uh five percent scaling terrible on ricochet Sorry. uh so read that as 15 percent extra scaling on jungle buffs um because that's what it will be uh and mark of the golden crow next scales down to the same point but instead of 18 to 14 it's now 16 to 14 bad god you think so yep uh I think he's only good if crits in the meta, and you get a lot of value from your two ult and team fights. Mm -hmm. um, or you can like one v one very easily. He is good to dance if dance comes back. He is like one of the counters to dance. Um, sure. But I think that he's just a bad character. He just doesn't do enough, um, and I think his ult is just bad. I just think you can't kill anyone with the ult anymore. Um, I, I think before when you could go like the more percent pin not on your auto attacks, you felt good. Mm -hmm. um, but now where a lot of your percent pins on your auto attacks, his ult just doesn't do anything. Sure. Yeah. I think that makes sense. Um, all right. Nem, uh, I think is going to be one of the best junglers in the game now. Uh, Swift Vengeance goes from 14 seconds wow. from down to 13 to 11. Uh, and then a little bit of base damage and scaling on Slice and Dice, and remember that gets doubled because the middle cone is doubling everything. You guys just want Sion to win Worlds. I said, anyone's welcome to hit the PayPal. BrooksMaddy at gmail.com did. You know, that's a joke <laughs> for the record. A pure joke. Not real in any way, shape, or form. Um, you got any proof? <laughs> nope. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Play Nem. She's good. Um... There was there were two more I wanted to talk about real quick. Unless you're really particularly excited about Ra or Shiva, um, nope. Sukiyomi, now knock up immune again in the two. Um, seems really scary. Uh, this god was one of the strongest releases of all time, uh, and as I wrote in the dev notes, uh, yes, it was in the same conversation as release Guan Yu. Um, he was literally that strong. He got absolutely slammed with nerfs afterwards and deservingly so um and one of the first nerfs was making him no longer knock immune in kusarigama it also took off like since release Sukiyomi, uh kusarigama does like 40 percent less scaling and less base damage um than it did at the time this god is so so bad if someone blinks on him or hits yep. him with an ability before he can poke them down. He needed this knockup immunity on Kusari Gama, uh, I think, in order to handle some of that engage um, that he would get hit with. It seems really scary because you think knockup immune Kusari Gama and you think of it one tapping you, and it just won't anymore. Um, so 
I think this is really safe and will feel really good for this character. I could certainly be wrong and he could absolutely dominate, but I would be surprised. Um, I don't know. I'm a Sukiyomi fan. One of, I think our coolest designs in the game. Um, and I hope he sees more play. Cause I think he's super cool to watch go crazy. Yeah, I would agree. Um, I hate playing against this character. Uh, cause if you don't have Aegis, you're just dead. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think as you said, if he just gets blanked on the early game, he just loses. Um, I think I would assume playing into like an Erlong right now is just terrifying. Maybe rat as well. Um, I don't know. This should help his rat he... matchup. You know, the ult now you have immunity for. Yeah, but I'm just thinking like if you get caught out, you're still oh yeah, you're just, just yeah dying. Um, and I think Rob, if Rob's good, uh, you just lose to Rob forever. If you just get blinked on, you just you're just dead. Yep. Um, yeah, I think if he can get played, um, and he can get to like level ten or so, he'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just depends on the way that the teams are drafting if they're playing more dive i do think he's he's situationally good in mid um probably not ADC, probably not on solo right now um yes barry yes T- yeah let, let just good. just accept it man i was literally gonna go on this whole rant after this about how he feels really bad all everything you literally just said describes a mid laner right those are all things mm-hmm. those are all issues that mid laners deal with he is a mid laner. Like, look, remove the idea of assassin from your mind. Like, just remove the concept of class from your mind. Look at what this kit does, and look at what you want your mid laner to be doing in the majority of games. And that is what Sukiyomi does. Uh, I'm a massive hater of things like Kama Jungle because I think jungle is best when you are pace setting with you and engaging with your cc of which Kama has none uh except for a slow um i also hate Kama solo for that reason i think Kama is uh should be played in the damage roles it just makes more sense to my brain that way um Tsukiyomi doesn't feel like a jungler to me he feels like a he feels like a mid laner um i hope people play him in mid i think that'd be absolutely sick yeah, he might be a flex, honestly, between mid and jungle if he is good. Yeah. Um, but it just depends on how detrimental his early game is. Um, especially, like, if you're playing against, like, a chalk jungle or, like, a surter jungle or an erlong. I mean, I feel like I've listed, like, six or seven gods uh, where you just get blinked on you're just sad. Yep. Um, and he just needs to not get blinked on and not be sad. Um, yep. But a lot of junglers are bottom picking their pick right now um so this raises Tsukiyomi's value in my opinion mm-hmm. and if they if they have knockups you can obviously now utilize that um but it depends on what you want your jungler doing if you want them poking with Suki and then finding their in or if you want them ganking or if you just want to throw them in mid and just be like the damage farming role um but the thing about him in mid is he doesn't really have great over-the-wall damage, um, which is True. something mages kind of need. Yep. Um, so, yeah, it just depends on your team comp. But, yeah, uh, I, I think he's good if you can utilize the buff. But if you can't utilize the buff, he's probably still really bad. Yep, makes sense to me. Uh, last but not, but not least, the one I want to talk about is Ymir. Uh, his two decreased pre-fire time, 
from 0.45 to 0.35. Now the spikes just come out of the carpet 0.1 seconds sooner. Um, I might be able to hit it now. Bro, this ability, I'm going to go to the wiki, which is not always 100% accurate and makes me very sad every time it's wrong uh, because we use it a lot. Um, Oh, yeah, I have to search you or not for the name of the ability. I looked at the changelog history on the wiki, which, again, is not always completely accurate. Um, I don't think this ability has gotten changed since February 6th, 2014. That's patch 0.1.1968, where the casting time was increased from 0.31 to 0.45. I don't think it has gotten changed other than that, which is just crazy. absurd. He got, there were multiple, like he got basically no balance changes for like two full years uh, almost um, in here, which makes me doubt the validity of this a little bit. And also, isn't it crazy? Like imagine the designer who is setting the damage numbers for Glacial Strike right. in the year 2014. Right. And they're just, they've just been right this whole time. Like that ability's damage hasn't gotten touched, allegedly. Uh since before season one of smite which is uh which is crazy to think about um but yeah i mean we looked at this ability and we talked about buffing its damage but its damage seems really high uh it's 90 to 370 plus 70 percent um bro this is a four second slow it's so crazy it's just you can't hit this freaking thing you just can't it's not possible unless they are stunned and so it's either you don't hit it or they're stunned and they we don't want you to be taking instant guaranteed like tons of damage um type of thing. So I don't know. We'll yeah. we'll see how much it actually adds to consistency, but if this ability becomes consistent, it's going to be a huge deal for you, Amir. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it felt like it was either like a 50-50 if you're going to get hit by it or not, like based off your juke pattern or um they would just like so back you and just walk you into a corner and just hold the button right um or they would just like spam it because it was such a low cooldown but this ability if you get hit by an early game and you're just like slowly walking away as emir just auto attacks you down is the worst feeling yes yeah it feels so bad yeah i mean you know ymir it's something that gets talked about a lot uh for like the really in-depth smite players he's one of the few gods where you can feel like you can max any of his three abilities first uh and that's really cool um i've determined that any game i was putting significant points in the two before this i was griefing if i was playing support um Mm -hmm. it was just too it's just too inconsistent jungle ymir of course different story um good jungler by the way people should play nope nope yep he's good don't play him jungle He's good. Don't start that. He's good. Um, all right. Let's move on to our random question of the week. Um, this is, of course, in our community Discord. Uh, Patreon.com slash backliners is the place to go there. Uh, best way to support the show is either interacting with our sponsors, which, of course, this week was Factor Meals. Factormeals.com slash backliners50 to get 50% off there. Or by joining the community Discord um, and hopping in there. Uh, only one question this week, and it's from our friend Dreamy Martini. Uh, 
favorite caster moment as a caster or from a different caster uh theirs has to be this is a betrayal on levels never before seen which is a great i think you should leave quote by aggression um just really good execution from him no no matter which way you slice it uh what's your what's your favorite caster moment that you can recall barry um the one that comes directly to mind i well i have two um Mm -hmm. I can't remember who said it. I think it might have been Mifflin, but maybe not. Uh, it was like Paul is just better. And I, I was hoping so much for this exact moment. Yes, that wasn't Mifflin. It was me. It was me, it was and you? he. It was me, and he oh, hates no. when he's the one who gets credit for that call because it just reminds him that I'm better. So that's exactly what I was hoping was going to happen. This is huge for Has me, he Barry. Said Thank that you. Before? Probably. I, I think he's said that since then. I think he's copied your your phrase. I mean, you know, that's what you got to do when when someone that is truly great at what they do uh, shows you the way. You, as an inferior caster, have to look for inspiration, <laughs> um, and that's something that the Mifflin had to do in that the moment. Mif- I was going to interrupt you and say I really hope this is something that I actually said that you're attributing to Mifflin, yeah. and I was like, no, just wait. And then it was, and that's the, oh, you, you made my day. That's great. Oh, I'm going to text him. I'm going to text him right after this. Yeah, that was, that was really good. And then the funny one is just like, I think it was Finch. Uh, and Boat was just in. Yes, that's what I was going to say. And his mic wasn't supposed to be live or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then honestly, uh, I don't have like particular moments. Um, but I think, I think it was like Trix Tank at like season one worlds that like trio cast. Oh yeah, um, that was really good. Yeah. Um, PBM casting a little bit was really funny, iconic. Yeah. Um, and then just like a lot of worlds moments that I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, sure. But just when the. I love when casters just start screaming at mm-hmm. worlds because you're just overtaken by like the energy itself. Like you're barely even like casting anymore. It's just like you're just the the team fight is just full of the caster yelling yeah. about like how hype that moment is in particular. Yep. Um, and that happens basically every single worlds with like every caster, and that's just. It fills me up with like so much energy and yeah. just emotion because you you know like what's on the line and how much like it means to the caster and the fans and like the players and like that that moment itself is like perfect. Yep. Um, I can't remember a lot of like specific moments. Um, but yeah, I would I would have to like go back in time and just think about those. And honestly. Another one's probably I think it was Hindu casting the season six one with maybe it was you when you cast our United no 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 when we when United was late and oh, yeah I think it was Hindu that was like genuinely angry that we were losing I think yeah it was me on the desk I remember being on the desk for that set um, yeah I don't remember who casted it I think it might have been me and finch on the desk or maybe it was me and tom um 
but yeah i just remember i remember being on the desk for that set for sure um i remember the casters just wanted them to actually lose yes and the fact that we couldn't it, looking back on it now it was really frustrating or in the moment it was really frustrating but looking back on it now it's really funny yes um yeah I, we should rewatch yeah. that I, i'm sure i was just completely <laughs> unhinged that day. i were i was that was the angriest i had ever been on broadcast for sure uh i was very frustrated um <laughs> me yeah, too that was funny i bet um <laughs> Yeah, for me, um, yeah, Finch's hot mic when Vote died like five times in four minutes was great. Uh, if anyone doesn't know that reference, basically it was during COVID casting. Um, so we were online. So things like our mic staying hot was a little bit more common. Um, and Vote died like five times in four minutes. And the last one, he would he went mid. It instantly died again. And the casters are casting it. And you just hear Finch in the background go oh no is he gonna die again that's embarrassing it was just like just like so genuine uh and it was just so funny um and we are so lucky he didn't say what the fuck is he doing or something like that you right know, apologies for my language i just realized i swore here that i normally don't do um but yeah he definitely could have uh but he was just so genuine in that moment which was very funny um yeah the uh the um there was one SCC desk. I want to say I was with Dave, uh, where, you know, the team was the Herculean hoofs and, um, day I got Dave and I started on why are they called the hoofs? Um, and I got to hit him with the who farted and (laughs) I was legitimately crying laughing on the desk i really want to find that desk segment because it was just absurd but one of the hardest times i've ever laughed for sure uh on broadcast um yeah there are a million uh like little funny bits that i would do with like tom and finch in particular that i can think of um Mm -hmm. i think of uh finch had my favorite line that's ever been said uh which was he threw to himself, like, he opened a day for uh, SCL, I want to say, and threw to a recap video of the previous week where he was also, <laughs> like, on that video, like, on the desk. And it comes back to him, and he goes, and you can tell that was last week because there was one more week of light in my eyes. Anyways, and I just, like, literally, I remember just being in the break room, like, I could, just stunlocked that he said that. Uh, and I just thought it was the funniest thing I'd ever heard in my life. Um yeah that that was really good um i thought uh go ahead the space jam debate what is that oh the space jam debate yeah what did we debate there og i totally forget um but uh i remember i mean we would get into debates all the time in the middle of in the middle of the cast i don't really remember specifically that one about space jam oh yeah no it was i do remember now he was like i was like yeah i rewatched space jam um and it was incredible. You should watch it. This was on cast, like, you know, typical for us. Um, and he was like, you know, I haven't watched it, but I feel like I'll enjoy it a lot less as an adult. So I'm not going to watch it to not taint my memory of it. And I just remember sitting there for a second. And I was like, Finch, what does that say about you as a person that you just are assuming you're going to not like it? Uh, sort of like it's going to ruin a good memory. So you just won't even touch it. Uh, and he was like probably not good things 
Um, oh yeah, and then there was another time where he, yeah, exactly, he got cut off, and my boy Tyler in the back uh, cut his mic. Yeah, those are good times. I think um, I think something I recognized recently in like thinking about you know my last few years casting and all that kind of stuff. I think I just stopped trolling as much as I should have trolled. Uh, I think mm-hmm. me trolling was good um for everyone and i mean that like sincerely uh i think trying to talk completely seriously about a video game for four hours consecutively you know in like a best of five set just isn't entertaining um as much for the viewer or for us um i feel like you just hit the same notes so much where it like yeah it loses its punch basically yeah we gotta talk about space jam or something instead you know exactly uh, yeah that's just better um but yeah those are some of the the first ones that come to mind um yeah hindu man I, I remember hindu man having a good hindu man like barely casted season six uh and then did finals with me and had like his best cast he'd he, he i think he'd ever had and i remember putting down the our headsets after the set and i was like that's really messed up that you just didn't cast as much this year and then had that good of a cast like it made me mad um i remember having him having a really good cast that year uh but maybe the lack of practice is good yeah he was fresh you know yeah That's exactly it. yeah exactly. tom's uh rants over hot dogs and burgers 100 those are great all right dream martini did have one more uh question what is your favorite song of the week can't get it out of your head i have three and i went ahead and read this so i prepared uh mm-hmm. nocturnal future by the word alive uh collider by silent planet and landmines by some 41 mm. those are my top three songs right now number one would be nocturnal future by the word alive i listened to that song so much and it it's just like the best like workout song hype song like it it you should, goes uh, very hard you should link that in our community discord because i want to listen to it um sure so that way i will if you have like good you need like a good headset like it's gonna sound stupid but a good headset for like music mm-hmm. and just it goes very hard here i went ahead and linked it in there big uh I've been listening to to Soul Stealer by Makari. Makari is one of my favorite bands. Uh, they just released a new single called Soul Stealer that was very good. Um, I've been listening to a lot of Baby Shark because that is uh, a song that Calvin has decided he really likes um, and laughs every time he hears it, basically. So that has already begun. Um, and then uh, I had Strawberry Swisher Part 3 by Dance Gavin Dance stuck in my head for a lot of this week. Um, I don't know why that in particular Dance Gavin Dance song got stuck in my head, but it did. Um, so uh, there you go. Yeah, we can put all we can put all those in the uh, in the community Discord for sure. Um, all right, thanks everyone for watching, plus listening. Um, we'll be back so later on. You know, we'll get it figured out for what our like Thanksgiving week plan is and all that kind of good stuff. But um, we'll have to figure that out. Thanks everyone for tuning in and listening. Uh, again, factormeals.com slash backliners 50 for 50% off there. They're our sponsor for the week. Big shout out to them. Uh, check out all the prediction stuff. Uh, they've got a lot of great shows across a bunch of different sports. All really good stuff until that next time, Barry, you know what to do. Bye. Yes, sir. Yes, pretty sir. Good, good. A little squeaky, but you know, you get it. Mother's day is almost here and you can get her the most beautiful time tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried and true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. 
And right now you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.